0: Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Celebration is not optional here, and so, man, we, we love God, and we are excited uh, that you're here. Go ahead and get your Bibles out if you have those. Go ahead and get your notes out if you have those. If you're following along with us on your, uh, on your phones, you can jump in with our notes there, wherever, however it is. I mean, we want you to, to jump in with us. We are going to bounce around a little bit today, so pay attention to the screen. But today we want to talk. We're going to wrap up the Alone series as we talk about the glory of God alone or glory to God alone and so uh, in the alone series we've talked about uh, the five solas is what we call them and and uh, and so we've talked about uh, all kinds of uh, interesting uh, like bringing to light all kinds of interesting facts uh, that quite frankly can get lost in our belief system Christianity has kind of abandoned them a little bit and we want to bring them back to the surface but as we get ready to unravel those how many guys have kids raise your hand if you have kids in here Right? All right. How, how many guys know um, that when you look at your kids, you can find great joy in them? Right? Now, how many of you guys got older kids or you remember being a teenager? Right? So, like, how many guys, like, either one of those things, you remember being a teenager? I don't know if any of you guys, how many of y'all had one of those moms that was like, listen, I brought you into this world? <laughs> right? And I, like, I can take you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. I remember, I remember hearing that phrase distinctly. And what's so funny to me is as parents, right? There is this revelation of joy that you didn't know existed when you have children, but then there's this revelation of frustration that you didn't know existed when you had, like, you know, it's like you're looking at them and they, they can come up with stuff. You're like, Oh, I might lose it today. Like today might be the day. You know what I'm talking? Like, and so here's the reality. There's, This creation that we have in front of us that we created, then there's this complication when we realize, I think they've lost their mind, right? And it's kind of the same place that I believe God finds us in because here in the beginning, God created us, but after the creation, there was a complication where God goes, yeah, I think they lost their mind. And so, we pick up there, and, and and so what does he have to do? He introduces salvation, and so I want to kind of walk you through a few things real quick to catch anyone up who's maybe here for the first time or you haven't caught any parts of the series, and so God created us, then sin entered the world. We sinned, right, and so sin is a part of us, and then he had to save us from our sin, and if you want to go walk all the other parts of this series, I encourage you to do that, but then he saves us from our sin, and so salvation through justification. Now, the word justification, uh, just again, I'm catching you guys up for just a second. Justification meaning He brought us back to right standing. He justified us so that we could stand before God as righteous, even though we are not. And how many of you guys are grateful for that? I, I that was not convinced. I said, how many of you guys are grateful? You don't have to stand before God wearing what you did. You get to wear what Jesus did, like. And so he so we stand before God that way so we're saved by grace alone unmerited favor from god that we cannot earn through faith alone it's not about how hard you can work or how good you can be you receive it by faith alone and it's all because of christ alone what he did on the cross and it's not about you it's not about the pope and the catholic church it's not about any it's exclusively what jesus did on the cross that can allows us to be saved right and so we know this is true by scripture alone because it is through scripture alone that all of this truth is revealed And since Since we trust scripture with our eternity, certainly we should trust it with our temporary. If we trust it for heaven, we should trust it for earth. And so therefore, scripture is absolutely true. And today I want to talk to you about the idea that all of this is to showcase for all eternity and all living things of the world that it should all give glory to God alone. Today I want to talk to you about glory to God alone. This is all to declare how we are justified before God All for his glory. Turn to your neighbor and say, Glory. All of you at home, say, Glory. If you're in a coffee shop, say, Glory. If you're at Dunkin' Donuts and they're late with your order and you're getting here late, but you're watching, like, say, Okay, so glory to God alone. So I want you to, I want to go ahead and get this out in front of you right away. God's end goal, say, end goal, his ultimate end goal is his glory. His ultimate desire, the the thing he wants more than anything, the thing he wants more than me and you, the thing he wants more than anything else is that he would be glorified. And so God's end goal in creation is his glory. God's end goal in salvation is his glory. God's end goal in everything is his glory. And so Isaiah 42, 8 says it like this, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other. In other words, God's primary goal, his main thing that he's looking at is his glory. So this is great news because, you ready? Our joy is directly connected to his glory. Our joy is directly connected to his glory. Say his glory. His, so it's directly connected to his glory. So what is God's glory? we want to go ahead and get this out in front of you. Psalms 19.1 says it like this. The heavens declare the glory of God. Listen to me, the heavens, what are they talking about? The stars in the sky, the moon that goes around the earth and the earth that goes around the sun and the sun that is one star of millions of stars, the heavens, everything that exists above us, everything that we can't figure out, everything that we marvel about, everything that NASA and people have spent billions and trillions of dollars trying to figure out, it all exists that we would look at it and wonder over the glory of God and how amazing he is. We have taken thousands upon thousands of years to try to figure out what he created in a breath. It exists for his glory. And so it says the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Like it all, it literally, the galaxies exist so that we would look at it and marvel in the glory of God. So Isaiah 6, 3 says like this, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The earth is Full and if you have your notes, if you have your Bible, I want you to circle that word full, underline it, write it on your kids forehead, whatever you need to do. Like I want you to like I want you to get that word full because we're gonna come back to that in a little bit. But the whole earth is full of his glory. Turn your neighbor and say full. Say glory. If you're at home, say full. Glory, okay, so full, it is full of his glory. So John Piper says it like this. When the radiance of God flows out for the world to see, it's called glory. And we're going to break that down in a minute. So from creation of man to the complication which needed salvation through justification, giving us the preservation of his people until the finalization of all things in eternity, we're going to show you today that all of that is that God would get glory out of every single bit of it. Every single bit of it, God wants to get glory. You know what that means? Not only does he want glory for the stars in the sky, he wants glory for every breath that we take. Everything in our life would glorify him, would Would put him in his rightful place. And so let's Let's go there today. It's all about the glory of God alone. So I want to show you three things that God does for his glory today. The first thing is that God saves us from our sins for his glory alone. He saves us from our sins for his glory alone. Romans three twenty three says, for all have sinned. Say all. Just so we're clear that we're all in the same boat, right? So it's not like some of us are like, man, you know, I really feel like I'm doing pretty well. No, 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 like all, right? Like, for all have sinned. We can think of one person that if we saw him today, we were like, oh, yeah, 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 God's still working on me. Like, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What do they fall short of? The glory of God. And all are justified freely. You get to stand in front of God freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus and what he did on the cross. So God rescues and saves those that are his. He rescues and saves those that are his. Like he, he came after and saved those that are his. Isaiah 40, uh, 43, 6 says this, and I, I want to show you what God is showing us. It says, I will say to the north, give up and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by, by name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. He's saying, every single one of us, I I want you to, I I, I want to rescue, I want to bring, I'm calling forth all of those that I made for my glory. I'm I'm bringing them about. So God saving us wasn't just about his love for us. And I think this is where we kind of can get it distorted in Christian circles. Like God's glory was his primary goal in saving us. So was his love part of it? Yes. Did he want us? Yes. Did did he choose us? Yes. Did he come after us? Yes. Did he do all of those things? Yes. But hear me, it wasn't necessarily all his abundance of love for us. Love is the measurement he used to determine his glory revealed in us. And so what does he want? Why did he save us? And this is why we should have so much confidence in our salvation. Why did God save us? He didn't save us because we're awesome. He saved us because he wants glory from us. And so this should be a huge confidence booster for us. Like God saving us was about his glory being showcased for the world to see. So me and my wife go on date nights uh, every week, every Wednesday. That's why if you ever call and try to get an appointment with me on a Wednesday, the answer is no. No. Uh, because I'm with someone that's more beautiful, all right, in Jesus' name. So anyway, so uh, we go on date night. But here's the reality about my wife, all right. My wife is totally content hitting a Wendy's 4 for 4 and sitting on the couch. (laughs) Like, okay, so she's like, like, as a matter of fact, if I designed her perfect night, it is not Jackson's Steakhouse. It's some nuggets and some French fries on the couch, all right? Watching Survivor. Like that, she would just, like, if I ever said, hey, babe, date night this Wednesday, we're going to hit that fo fo <laughs> and go to the couch. And she would be like, who are you? My knight in shining armor. You know what I mean? Like she was like, she would love me all the more. But here's the reality, right? Rarely do we do that, and it's not because I don't love her, okay? As a matter of fact, the reality is this, I... I I was telling someone this just the other day. When it's date night, I go to her and I say, hey, we're going to go here tonight. And she gives me that look like, man, the couch is looking, you know, solid right now. Uh, and so we get dressed and we we go to a date and we'll go get sushi or we'll go get whatever, you know, Texas Roadhouse Rolls. You know what I mean? And then whatever food happens to show up on the table. But we all know what we're really there for, right? So, so uh, we'll go there. And... Here's the reality. I stand on a stage every week in the spotlight, and I communicate God's word. And you know what that means? That means a lot of people know who I am, and that's not for my glory. I'm just saying by default of being on a stage, people know me. My wife hates the spotlight. Every time I'm like, hey, will you come on stage and do something with me? I have to give her, like, you know, some ibuprofen to get rid of her headache. Like, she's got to like, like, and so she does not care for the spotlight at all. She's totally content not being in the spotlight. And here's what I want her to know. When we go on dates, here's what I want her to understand is that I want the world to see me with the beautiful woman that God put me with. So though you may never stand on the platform, what I want you to understand is that you don't have to stand up here for me to still want the world to see me with you. You are valuable You are beautiful, and I want the world to know. And what I'm doing when I do that is I'm solidifying for her that I want the whole world to see who's mine. And what God did when he saved us, as he said, I want the whole world to see who's mine. And so for those of you that have been wrestling out how God feels about you, for those of you that have been wrestling out whether or not he really loves you the way that you are, whether or not you've been really wrestling out, I don't know if God is even there for me anymore. I don't know if he cares about me anymore. I don't, know if he, I don't even know if he wants me anymore. Hear me today. He wants the world to see who he chose to have by his side. And he saved you because he loves you. And he wants the world to see why. Not just because you're great, but because he'll get glory out of the fact that you're standing beside him. God saved us for his glory but he also he doesn't just save us for his glory God sustains us through everything for his glory alone like he sustains us through it all like how many have looked at people and maybe you've looked at my my family even and we've heard people say this to us over and over like how did you get through that like How did you go through what you went through? How did did you endure that hardship? How did you go through that chaos? How did you endure that struggle, that pain, those circumstances? They they look, and and we all can think of someone that we look at and go, how did you get through that? And our answer is the grace of God carried us through that. How, How do you endure the loss of a child? How do you endure the the cancer how do you endure the loss of your job how do you endure the pain and your struggle how do you endure how do you make it through that how do you how do you make it how do you keep going how do you keep having again how do you even wake up the next day how do you even get out of bed and the answer is man because God alone sustains us when we don't feel like we can keep going and so I want, you to, I want you to understand me today that it's not just God that saves us and then he leaves us to ourselves. It's not just God that saves us and then he goes like, all right, just sort it out and then like try not to do the bad stuff and we're gonna time this rapture thing out so that we can make sure it all works together. Like, so just, so just try to work that out and as long as you're good when I come back, then I'll keep you. And I'm here to tell you today that it's not just God that saves us, it is God that sustains us all the way through everything that we go through. And so God sustains it. How do we get through that? And so uh, Romans eleven, thirty-six 36 says, For from him, say from, and through him, say through, and to him, say to, are all things. But I want you to really let that sink in for a second because from him and through him and to him are all things. Every single thing in your life God has been part of throughout the whole process. So the mere fact that we woke up today, God was part of the process. The fact that we were able to bring ourselves here, regardless of what went on throughout life this past week, month, year, 10 years, whatever, is because God was part of the process. From him and through him and to him are all things, not just the good things, all things. All things. Why? Why? To him be the glory forever. So how, how do we work that out? How do, how do we navigate all things are from him and are through him and are to? Uh, the, so all of those things. And, and I want you to lean in for just a second because some of you have thought that because you are navigating the things in your life that you hate about yourself, God has left you to yourself. Like you think that you think that God was not in control when whatever was happening in your childhood took place that created the person that you are today. Like like you have you thought that you think that God is the janitor going up behind Satan trying to clean up the messes he couldn't prevent. Like your image of God is one that's not in control. Your image of God is one that's not in charge. He's not ultimate. He's not supreme. He's not the authority. He's just the one that hopefully can work all things out for the good. And I'm here to tell you today, all things are from him, are through him, and are to him. And I even want you to lean into this for just a second. Everyone that's at home, I want you to lean into this for a second. Even the parts of your life you don't like. What happened to you may have happened to you. And I'm not saying that God sets out to do evil. What I'm saying is God will allow the things in our life that shaped us and molded us so that we have a realization that we needed him. And so here's the reality. Many of us won't think we need him unless we go through something that we need him to get us out of. And so he'll put us in something that we need to get out of so that when he gets us out of the thing we needed to get out of, we'll go to the one who got us out of it in the first place. (laughs) Like God shows up in miraculous ways. So I want you to understand. For many of you, you have been mad at God because He got you through something, not realizing if it hadn't been for God, you wouldn't have gotten through something. Because He sustains us, and I'm so glad that God didn't just save me, but then make me work it out on my own. But He sustained my every breath in the process. All things are working out from God, Romans 5, 15, 5 through 6, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another and according with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice, what? Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With endurance and encouragement, I love when Peter shows up to Jesus. And Jesus is talking to him, and, and the enemy has set a plan in motion for Peter. And so, what happens? The, the plan is in motion, and Jesus goes to Peter because he knows all things that the Father gave him. And that's how he, he goes to Peter and he says, Hey, Peter, I want you to know that the enemy has set a plan in motion to sift you like wheat. And if you don't know what sifting like wheat looks like, they take the wheat and they slam it into the ground. And then they grind it into the ground. And then they pull off all the wheat kernels as they grind it into the ground so that they're left with only the good stuff. And so uh, he says, I want you to understand that essentially Satan has set to slam you, grind you, and try to make sure that like wheat you are pulled apart. And I not know about you, but I'd have been like, but you got a plan, right, Jesus? Like, like you're not going to let that happen, though. And for many of us, the only preaching we've ever heard is if you pray hard enough, he'll get you out of it. Like, if you have enough faith, the only reason you're going through what you're going through is because you don't have enough faith. That's a lie. Because Jesus looked at Peter and said, he didn't say, but I made a way of escape for you because you prayed hard enough. Because your faith was big enough. He said, I pray that your faith wouldn't fail. He didn't say I've got an emergency exit for you. He said, I've prayed that despite your struggle, you would remain faithful to me. And hear me, for some of you, you've turned away from your faithfulness because of your struggle. But the reason you are sitting here today is because God sustains you to this point. The reason we keep going is because God sustains us to this point. And so God's glory is revealed in our perseverance. In the end, his causing us to persevere, this should be in your notes. in In the end, his causing us to persevere should cause us to realize that he's not just our salvation. He's our supreme satisfaction. Everything we know and love is in God himself. Like, hear me, there is no person you could marry that would be better than having Jesus by your side. Like, there is no job or career that would be better than having Jesus by your side. Like, he's not just the one that saves you. He's our supreme satisfaction. He's the greatest thing we could ever have. John Piper says it like this, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. When, when we have God and we say, you know what, God, if I have nothing else, I have all I need. That is when God is most glorified in us. That is when God is getting all that he deserves. Next, God displays us to all creation for his glory alone. We talked about this a few minutes ago that, that God, he he displays us to all creation for his glory alone. He, he puts on display <clears throat> those who he has by his side. Like, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm talking about you. Like, go ahead. Go ahead just for a second. Now, turn to the person you just neglected on the other side of you. You know what I'm saying? But like, you too. Yeah, you too. You know, like, if you're, if you're online, just look at, look at your dog and be like, I don't know. But, like, look in the mirror. ask you. Yeah, there you go. Like, so, like, <clears throat> he displays us to all creation for his glory alone. I want you to go back to Isaiah 6, 3, because there's something powerful that is happening in this scripture from Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy. Like when the angels gather around God, they sing holy, holy, holy. Like when, when all creation is standing before the throne, we will be singing holy, holy, what is, what is holy? Holy is his supremeness. Holy is his uniqueness. Holy is the fact that he is one of a kind. And because he's one of a kind, he's infinitely valuable. And because he's infinitely valuable, we can no longer even put a price tag on what he's worth. He is the one, he is the only. I, 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 John, one of our creative our creative directors here at TC, he was telling me and Justin uh, just this past week about something he has that's worth a lot of money. It's a Pokemon card. I said, brother, you are 20 something years old. You know, <clears throat> he was like, man, there's this, pokemon card that this person has and it's worth a million dollars and i was like grow up man (laughs) i'm just kidding well okay so but i want you to grab a hold of something he he was telling me he's like yeah there's it's the only one in the world it's the only one in the world and so it's worth it's like worth a million dollars and i was like this little fat lizard thing cartoon card it's worth a million dollars he said bro it's worth a million dollars And I was already thinking about this sermon when he was talking about it. And I was like, man, that's so crazy. That this fake cartoon lizard card, because it's the only one left, is worth so much. But what if you were the only one ever existing? Like what if God in all creation was really noticed for his value? Like what if we, what if there was a price tag? What, what if there was a, what if there was a moment where like, oh my gosh, God is worth blank. Like, like the realization, the helpful realization that the God that we serve is infinitely valuable. And so because of that, people gather around him, the angels gather around him and they say, holy, holy, you are perfection. You are supreme. You are identified as the only one. Holy is the Lord God Almighty mighty and this is where we get down to the grid of it. Are you ready? The whole earth is full of your glory. Like, man, this got in my bones this past week as I sat at my grandma's house on the side of a a mountain and I was just looking uh, at everything around me in the grass and and it's cicada season, if you know what that is. So that was not the best thing in the world. But it was like, man, we were just there and, and, and I was looking at everything around me. And, and I wanna take you to Luke chapter 19 before we get crazy because, because this one thing happened. So Jesus sends his disciples into the city and he says, hey, go to the city. When you get to the city, there will be a, a donkey tied up and I want you to grab the donkey. I want you to bring it to me because I'm gonna ride it into the city. So they go and the donkey is there just like he said. And in and, and verses 37 through 40, I want you to see something because it, it proves what Isaiah was talking about. As he was drawing near, Already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowds said him teacher rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very rocks will cry out. And what he was saying is, listen, I've called people to declare who I am, but even if people stop declaring who I am, the rocks will declare who I am. Like even if, even if you stopped worshiping today, all of creation is worshiping today. Like, like even if you lost your song today, God doesn't need our song, he wants our song. But even if we lost what was in us, listen, I want you to grab a hold of something. When humans hold back the glorification of God, all of creation sings the glorification of God, like everything around us. And I want this to sit in for you because the whole earth is full, say full. It is full of his glory. Every morning sun is a spectacle of his glory. The earth is full of his glory. Every sunset where it looks like God with a paintbrush went and put the clouds in the right spot and the and the pinks and the oranges and the blues, like every everything that's around us. And then he, he goes in and then as the sun goes down, it changes. And, and all of that exists because the earth is full full of his glory. Like every single thing, every beautiful picture. If you could scroll through your phone right now and you could find a picture, you could go to the museum that someone painted. Every single thing exists. The beauty in it, the awesomeness in it, the glory in it is because the earth is full of his glory. Everything that we have, the architecture, the mountain ranges, the lakes, the rivers, the ocean, when we go and we're in all of its beauty, hear me, it's all declaring the glory of God. Everything in creation sings of how beautiful and how amazing he is. The perfectly designed world with an ecosystem and the atmosphere and the universe and the planets, it all screams about the glory of God, that he created it, that he's holding it, that he's spinning it, that it's rotating in the palm of his hands. It's the glory of God alone that any of it exists because God's creating it. Hear me today. It's not just about our words. It's not just about our song. It's not just about what we have on this earth. Listen to me. Every single thing you see in this world screams about the glory of God. But it's not just in the bigness. Every human, every child you've held close for those of you that are parents that you you went to the doctor and you heard the heartbeat for the first time. And you heard that little fast-paced, hear me? That alone was declaring the glory of God. Every childbirth, every, everything that you've held dear, hear me, every glimmer of joy and moments of worry and hear me for you parents even even your moments of pain, even your moments of sorrow, hear me even those things exist because God's glory, would, listen, the reason you can love something so much that you would miss it when it's gone is because God in his glory gave you the ability to love something so much that you would miss it when it's gone like even in your sorrow, God's glory is revealed, even in your pain God's glory is revealed, even in your suffering, God's glory is revealed because the only reason that you can even feel the way you feel about the things that you feel is because God's glory would be revealed in the fact that you could feel it because he even gave that to you. God's glory, the whole earth is full. It's full of this glory. Man, I hope this is getting into you the way it's getting into me. Like, like I was sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, the whole earth is full. And I started laughing in my grandma's backyard butterfly flew by there was a rabbit that went across the yard and I was like man that rabbit declaring the glory of God now you ever had something get so real to you that everything's funny like ha look at that crazy look at that rock look at that tree You want to know why trees bloom in seasons? Because every season is a new opportunity that their leaves would declare the glory of God. You want to know why oceans flow, why they have tides? Because every time it moves in and every time it moves out, it's declaring the glory of God. Everything is declaring the glory of God. Man, I'm totally gonna blow this on my clock. But then, then I started thinking about it this way. I said, oh my gosh, it says fool. Like, turn to your neighbor and say fool. The whole earth, like, and then I looked up the definition of fool because I was like, well, let's figure this out. And in the Greek, you want to know what fool means? Fool. Okay, so that wasn't very special. So, but I started thinking about it. I said, God, fool, you know, the whole earth is fool. And and he just dropped this word in my heart. He said, yeah, because there's literally not room for anything else. And I just went, oh my gosh. You save us. We didn't earn it. You sustain us. We could never deserve it. You display us for the world to see because the whole earth is full of the glory of God I put this in your notes it's on the screen each living creature every mountain every sky is a unique as a fingerprint because every single one of them has the fingerprint of God's glory on them, never to be repeated again in the same way. Yet in God's infinite glory, they have always been planned in detail down to the final stroke of his heavenly design seen in the skies above. God's glory is revealed and the earth is full of his glory. Man, which brings me to our last point that God will bring us into heaven forever for his glory alone. He saves us, he sustains us, he displays us, but then he brings us. And this is the part that we have to look forward to because hear me, heaven is not a place that good people go. Heaven is a place that God's people go. And heaven is not a place that good people go. Heaven is a place for God's glory alone. It is a place that he has glorified and worshiped and exalted for all eternity by his people. And ultimate fulfillment of what we were created for is waiting for us in heaven. And that's that we would glorify God. But here's the beautiful part, are you ready? It's not just an eternity. The ultimate joy that we that is coming is in eternity, but He's given us a part of it here, and that's what we do with our life here is a glimmer of what we'll get to do there. And so, when we glorify God with our talents, with our skills, with our with our life, when we, with with what we do as a profession, with what we do here at TC, like what, whatever we do, we're glorifying God here until we can ultimately glorify God there. And so, as we're here, we're glorifying God. For those of you that serve in TC Kids, you're you're glorifying God every single time you step foot in that room, for those of you that serve on the worship team or on production or in the parking lot or greeting on a door, hear me, you're glorifying God right now today until you can ultimately glorify him in the end. Everything we do is a glorification to God and God alone. And that's why I want to invite you, for those of you that haven't gone to Next Steps yet, I want to invite you, go to Next Steps, discover your purpose, and get moving with the gifts that you have because there's glorification that God deserves your life isn't displaying yet and it's time we let God get all the glory after this service you can go down the hallway you can go to the next steps and you can start the process of letting God get glory out of the life that you're living because it's all for him alone so what does that look like quickly Romans eight thirty. it's our glorification so God glorifies us it says, and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also, what is that word? Glorified. He is glorifying you so that in his glorification of you, you could glorify him. Why? Let's go to John fifteen 11. I'm moving quickly. These things I have spoken to you that my, say that word, joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Now what does that mean? That my that God's joy would be in us and so our joy would be complete. You see, here's the reality. Every if you could take every ounce of joy you've ever had and you could bring it together in in one cup. If you could if you could bring it all together and hold it right in front of you, it wouldn't be a fraction of the ultimate joy that waits for us in heaven. It wouldn't be a fraction of the ultimate joy that is in eternity waiting for us as we declare the goodness, the mercy, and the glory of God. It isn't a fraction of the joy that's coming. And so what, what God is revealing to us is actually that we can't even experience ultimate joy till we experience him ultimately. And so once we experience him ultimately, we can experience ultimate joy. So what waits for us in heaven, in and eternity is ultimate true genuine beautiful joy where we glory in god forever and ever for who he is psalms 16 11 says it like this you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is what fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore so in the Westminster Confession of Faith, the Catechisms, there is a question and it says, what is the chief end of man? And this is the answer. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And initially when we read that, wrote that, etc., we saw that as two separate statements that we would glorify God but then we could enjoy him forever. And what we believe to be the intent behind this statement and I'm wrapping up, is that these statements are separate yet connected because here's what he meant when he said that, that we would glorify God but then we would enjoy him forever. But because we're enjoying him forever, we would glorify him more. And so every moment that we're enjoying him, we're glorifying him again. And so what God has done is created a consistent and constant realm where He is glorified, and we glorify Him. But because we're glorifying Him, we're enjoying being there. How many of you guys can't wait that day we get to see God? We get to see Jesus face to face, right? So, so we're enjoying Him. But every moment we're enjoying him, we're glorifying him. And so he saved us so that we would glorify him in our enjoyment. So because we're enjoying him, we're glorifying him more. And as we glorify him more, we're enjoying him more, which means he gets more glory. That means we get more enjoyment, which means he gets more glory and we get more enjoyment, which means he gets more glory. And the cycle never ends. God will get glory out of his people and we will be filled with joy. Man's chief and supreme eternal rest will be the eternal enjoyment of God himself forever. And in our enjoyment, he will continually be glorified over and over and over. And so we talked earlier about how how, how we can look at our kids, and for those that have kids, for those who don't yet, you can imagine this, of how much joy you have looking at this creation that let's all be real they all look like a potato in the beginning and we find great joy in this creation something we were a part of and so we look at it and we find glory in our children holding a child and for some of you like i've seen some of you at sport functions with your kid or at like graduation how many of y'all have been to a graduation you always got, there like, don't yell. And then not five seconds later, somebody's like, that's my baby. <laughs> right? Or let, let one kid score a goal at a soccer game or hit a shot at a basketball game. They could be losing by a hundred, but you know what mom's doing or dad's doing, right? Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's my baby. And here's the reality. You're proud of them, but you're also proud to be their parent. So you're proud of their accomplishment, but you're also kind of proud and of yourself because that's your baby. Man, I want you to get this and I want you to get this deep down as we wrap up today. You're experiencing some glory on their behalf. God made it all. He made it all and only that he would get the glory out of it. Hear me, including you. You are destined, you are selected, you are commissioned that your life would be a life that would be an example for the world to see. God's glory revealed in you. Our last statement as we close today. All things in the past in the present and waiting for us in eternity are to the glory of God alone. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you, oh God, that you are marvelous in creation you are beautiful and we are struck in wonder of your glory and so God we I pray right now that each one of us myself included that we would connect your desire for glory with the purpose of our lives and the purpose of everything around us we love you today God The whole earth is full of your glory. We worship you today and we love you. If you're here today, quickly, and you need your life to belong to the God who created you. Sin may be in your life, but Jesus has made a way where you don't have to pay the consequences of that. He paid for it on the cross. And if today you're ready to put your faith in him, you're ready to give him your life, and believe that your sins are washed away. God's ready to meet you. I want you to pray this prayer with me and the whole church will pray it with you. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. I know I've sinned, but I'm coming to you. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid for my sins. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed that. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome.